Thanks, Nat. Morning, everyone. We've got this stand back because the sound works better when you're not right at the front of the stage, but it's annoying. <laughs> um, so if I walk around it like this, it's just because I want to be <laughs> closer. All right. Um, so this is the last in our React series through the holidays. Um, how are you going so far? You coping all right? Um, I had a few families that just say, thank you for giving my kids some language around, you know, how it'd be better if they took it on for themselves, but at least they can point at each other. And yeah. <laughs> oh, it is good to have language around this. This is what Jesus wants for us, that we would react, but in a different way than other people do. Um, next week, we, we're back into Hebrews, because we're still going through Hebrews um, together. But for this holiday series, we've taken a break to do this React series. Okay, React. Actions speak louder than words. Reactions speak louder than either. They come from what's actually happening inside of our hearts. We don't get a chance to sugarcoat or, um, you know, or tidy them up. Tidy up the way we feel and uh, it just kind of happens. Um, when we're slighted or off balance or hurt or threatened or scorned or taken advantage of. And Jesus, in those spaces, Jesus wants us to master the art of the over-underreaction. That is, I'm going to react. I'm not just going to not react, but I'm going to react, but in the opposite direction that you would expect. Um, I'm going to react in selflessness and love for you, despite the way you're coming at me. Um, so far that it's noticeable. That is, what? I hurt you and you, forg- you forgave me straight away. Not only that, but you're helping me now? Or I gave you the worst job and you did it happily and even did more than I demanded? That kind of over-underreaction because we're children of our Father in heaven. And that's what he's like because our over-underreactions um, show the world a glimpse of our Father in heaven. And last week we said our reactions reveal just how much confidence we have in God. That is, when events spin out of my control, I can still over-underreact because I know God's in control. When you come at me with offensive or threatening behavior, I won't respond in kind. This is the, this is the idea. <laughs> I'll take this on for myself. When you come at me with offen- offensive or threatening behavior, I won't respond in kind because you're not in control. Even though it feels like that, you're not in control. My father's in control. So my reactions don't have to match yours. My reactions can come from my Father, straight from my Father, through me to you. Our over-under-reactions reveal just how confident we are in God. Now, first week I said, um, email me in or, or let me know when you over-under-reacted. I just want the story. And I got crickets. Last week I thought, oh, we're Australians, that's right. E- email me in uh, when somebody over-under-reacted to you. When you watch somebody else do this, because we hate advancing ourselves, don't we, um, in this nation. What I, wasn't, I wasn't asking us to advance ourselves, I was asking us to advance Jesus. Because Jesus in you is not your story, that's his story. Do you know what I mean? So when you know, wow, I just forgave someone and I couldn't do that before, you go, praise Jesus. <laughs> Look what he's done. Look at what the Lord has done in me. But still, it's hard for us to do that. But when I ask, you know, nominate someone else, I've got lots of stories. So I'm going to tell you just a few of them. Um, 
Uh, so one of our people, they're all anonymous, uh, one of our people says, I'm injured and I'm at home and I've employed, a, I've paid a cleaner to come in because I can't because I'm injured. And they're running around my house um, cleaning and that sort of thing. Um, I've got to study, it's a mess. Like, you know, how things are, just paper everywhere and whatever. And um, so my cleaner's finished the contract time that she's there um, and she's had a peek into the study and gone, what's happening in there? And I've gone, that just needs an hour of, you know, sorting out, right? And the cleaner goes, I can cover that. But I haven't got any more money to pay you. It doesn't matter. I'll do it anyway. Like, who does that? Just gives an hour <laughs> to a random person. Or this one. I love this one. <clears throat> I'm at work. It's me and the boss. And then the boss's wife turns up and she's chatting to the boss. And I go, see you later, boss. And I go out to my car and I back out like I normally do as fast as I can. And I smack like that. Bang! And it's the boss's wife's car, and it's a nice car. So I go back into the office and go, I think, and I explain that. The boss goes, oh, he comes out, has a look. My car is not good. That, her car is not good. It's a mess. And the boss says, what's your excess? And I told him 700 bucks or whatever it was. And he goes, here you go. And he paid it. That's an over-under-react, is it not? You're not going to forget that. It points to what our father is like. Um, there's another one. One of our people, for circumstances beyond their control, is estranged from their child. This happens sometimes. Uh, child has been mentally um, unwell and is, um, does not want anything to do with his dad. His dad is desperate to have a relationship with his child and wants to be able to help. There's a situation happening in the family right now. Um, dad wants to give blessing to the kid. Kid won't accept it. Just won't. Um, dad decides <laughs> um, it doesn't matter um, if it gives me relationship with this. I just want to help. So dad works out a way to get money to child, you know, circuitously, so that it just lands. Um, for him and, um, and not just a little bit because I don't have much money uh, you know says to his now wife I'm thinking maybe $200 in this route wife goes what? like one because of the money two because that guy like the way he treats you and he goes yeah you're right 500 <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hearing this story Here's the bit I love. I'm hearing this story, and this guy's face is doing that kind of like, this smile is starting from my heart thing, you know? And wife goes, we don't have the money, but, she hits his chest, but I'm loving what's happening in this man's heart. I went like, that is, that is the smile of God. That is the over-under-react. That is, you know, this would normally deplete me. The world doesn't react like this because it would empty me to be able to respond like this. But I have relationship with my Father in heaven and He gives and gives and gives and gives and I am feeling that now in this over-underreact. 
Remember uh, when Jesus said this in Luke 12, um, Don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Our Father wants to give us the kingdom happily, like, hey, kids, here, have this. And then when we get it, we go, this is amazing. (laughs) It's that kind of gift. Like the Apostle Paul, Romans 8. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Such wonderful things as these. Which wonderful things? Well, you can read Romans 8 later, but let me summarize them for you. Uh, no condemnation. That is, all my sin is gone. Like, I am on a, I'm, you know where I am? I'm in the same place you are, and that is clean and restored in God's sight. I was speaking to someone this week and I said, do you, you do understand that you stand in the same place that everybody else has? You know, it doesn't matter how many divorces you've had or what kind of addictions you're trying to overcome or, or wherever you've been in your life, you stand on the same place that everybody else does. It's all gone. Like we're, we're forgiven. What should we say about such wonderful things as these if God is for us? Who can be against us? Uh, what else is in Romans 8? The Spirit of God living in us, giving us life, shifting what we want so our desires align with God. The Spirit inside helping us, revealing to our hearts, affirming to our hearts that we're God's children. What should we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, then who could be against us? Maybe you say, my life doesn't feel like that. If God was for me, things would look different around here. Where's the evidence that God is for me, Paul goes on, since he did not spare even his own son, we're still in Romans 8 here, since he did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us all, when he also give us everything else. So what evidence? This is Jesus on a cross for you and I. And since God did that, why not he also give us everything else? What's everything else? Does that include the car that I would like? <laughs> What's everything else? Does that mean circumstances in my life? The kind of right house, the right job, the right family, the right relationship. Um, what is everything else? Why don't you also give us everything else? Everything else is not everything like circumstances that I want. Everything else is Jesus. All of it. The kingdom. Don't be afraid, little flock. It gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. That's what Paul's talking about here, the transformation of you and I to be like our Father in heaven. Paul goes on, can anything, in Romans 8, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? And you go, no, yay. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we're being killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. Like, slow down, Paul. I was good with the no condemnation and the warm fuzzies and I'm a child of God's stuff. What's all this calamity and persecution and threatened with death? Slaughtered like sheep? No, Paul says, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. You go, wow. Do you feel pumped? Hoorah. And look at Jesus' life. We looked at that last week, the road that he walked, like the abuse and the slander and the flogging and the 
false accusations and the abandonment. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. Look at the Apostle Paul who wrote this, who got shipwrecked and bitten by poisonous snakes and whipped and stoned and imprisoned and falsely accused. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these, if God is for us, despite all these things? See, this over-underreaction, this heart that responds instinctively to adversity with the Father's love, uh, this is given for us in the midst of all this. In the midst of all this. Because, you know, life is not... I mean, you might have had a rosy life. You might go, this is, this is... I've never had anything go wrong in my life or everything generally is going well in my life. You would be the exception. Because most of us even in this country and certainly across the world, most of the world life is not like that. And yet this is true for everybody. Um, this over-underreaction, this heart that responds instinctively to adversity, this is given for us, for our joy, that we would trust our Father and live in His love and know His smile rising from our hearts and filling us with the joy of our Father in heaven. I spoke to you a little bit about Corrie ten Boom last week. Um, she was the lady, who, the German, who hid Jews from the Nazis and was discovered, went to the concentration camp, watched her father and her sister die in that camp. And then this, um, this story that I'll, I'll play for you, this is her testimony of when she was preaching in a German church and one of the guards from that concentration camp came and asked her for forgiveness. Um, so let's just watch this. Fräulein Ten Boom, once you were forgiven, will you forgive me? And I could not. I remembered the suffering of my dying sister through him. But I was not able, I could not, I could only hate him. And then I said, thank you, Jesus, that you have brought into my heart God's love through the Holy Spirit who has given to me. And thank you, Father, that your love is stronger than my hatred and unforgiveness. That same moment I was free. And I could say, brother, give me your hand. And I shook hands with him. And it was as if I felt God's love stream through my arms. You never touch so the ocean of God's love as that you forgive your enemies. Fräulein Isn't that beautiful? Uh, you've never touched so the ocean of God's love that you forgive your enemies. At that moment, I was free. Um, to be able to react to adversity uh, coming at us with the selfless love of God is perfection. It is fulfillment. It is joy. It is for us. It is a gift from God for us. As our Father, with great happiness, gives up uh, gives us the kingdom. Let me ask you this. What is the blessing of God? Like we say, I've been blessed with a happy marriage, and I have. 
I've been blessed with a house. I've been blessed with this family. I've been blessed with this stuff. I've been blessed with this income uh, or whatever. And look, it can, that's part of the blessing of God, yeah? But what is the blessing of God? Because whatever it is, it's got to work for the kid in India who's living off scraps on the street, same as it works for you. What is the blessing of God? I'm grateful for this nation that we live in, um, for the laws, the opportunities, uh, the people and the stuff that I care for. Like I, I'm thankful, you know, we're blessed. Well, at least we have all this stuff. Um, it's a distraction to the blessing of God sometimes, isn't it? Because we can be self-contained and we can look after ourselves but the blessing of God is the kingdom. And that doesn't happen outside of us. That happens in the transformation of our desire. That happens in the place deep inside our hearts where God shifts what we want. It happens in, in our relationships and the way we treat people. It happens in what we want for everyone around us. That's the blessing of God. See, heaven won't be like Australia. <laughs> heaven is selfless. Heaven is me actualized as Danny, as I'm supposed to be created, fully realized as a person that God wants me to be, um, where all of my desire is God's. All of what I want is from Jesus. That's heaven. And you too, when we're all together and selfishness is gone. No one has a selfish, lustful, um, you know, harmful, prideful thought. It's not even in our desires in heaven. In heaven, we are as we should be. And God is giving us this kingdom now. You know, in preparation, in advancement of that. And if your religion and your faith is only external, if it's just the things you say you believe and there's no transformation of your desire, I wonder if you know him. Because this is the kingdom given to us, that we would be like Jesus. And it's beautiful, is it not? is what God wants for us. Imagine all your fear and insecurity and anxiety and worry gone. Imagine feeling fully satisfied and secure and complete and fulfilled. Imagine where joy is everywhere and relationships flourish and creativity explodes. Imagine that transformation inside you and everyone. And let's get cracking. <laughs> um, because our Father's giving it to us now. Let's not get distracted by the trappings of a rich and stable life. Let's not miss every chance we have to over-underreact. Let's not get distracted by our failings and our hardships and our griefs. Our Father's giving us the kingdom. Let's take every chance we have to over-underreact. And as we throw ourselves at the causes and ideas that matter so much to us, remember... That in every offense or adversity, our Father wants to give us the kingdom every time, every time. 
overreact. You know, when you're passionate about something and you just want, you think this is really, 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 really important, it is never as important as the way you treat somebody. Um, can we hear that in our hearts? It doesn't matter how passionate you are about something. Whatever cause that you're into, it is never as important as the selfless love you show in the space of adversity or offence. That's, that's when our Father is on display the most. You know, you know um, Hebrews says, Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that was awaiting him. Sometimes, sometimes when our hearts are transformed a little, or we've had experience of this before, we over-underreact. We forgive straight away because we know what it is to forgive straight away because we've already done that and we've experienced that joy and we're just in overflow. It just happens. Sometimes we've never done that before and it's a choice to over-underreact in the faith that we're going to experience that joy because God said we will. And so we're generous in the face of somebody trying to take something from us. Um, not because we feel like it at the time, but because we want to feel like it in faith that God has said, this is joy for a heart that just gives. Um, that's why I'm trying to pump. It's joyful right? and also it's hard because <laughs> it's both. Uh, now and not yet. Yeah, We're not there yet, but it's also happening now. So let's, let's be people who over-underreact. First week, because we want to show people our Father in heaven. Nextly, because we can entrust all the outcomes to God. And this week, because we know that our Father in heaven is for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you love us so much. Um, and thank you... Um, you know, we come to you, you know, we're not, we're not sure, we're uncertain. Um, sometimes like the woman at the well with all of the problems in our lives and stuff, and you look at us and you say, if you, if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me, and I would give you streams of living water that would bubble up in you for everlasting life. You want to give us this kingdom, God. You want to pour your love into our hearts. You want to pour forgiveness into our lives and joy into our hearts and the capacity to react the way that you do to situations around us. God, and I pray that you help us as a people to receive your spirit in this way with open arms, to trust you, and to head out into our weeks with this heart and this hunger to find spaces where we can over-underreact. In Jesus' name, amen.